This is Church on the Rock, where Jesus is our message and people are our heart. Tune in to hear a teaching that we pray inspires and encourages your life with Christ. Praise the Lord. Um, as you guys know, we became an autonomous church uh, I, uh, just a short while back. Uh, last September, we became an, an autonomous church. That means that we're a self-governing with an official church council. Where we have our own board. We have our own 5013C. Uh, we're not under. Uh, we're not a district church of the Assemblies of God anymore. We are a sovereign. Uh, uh, this is ours. This is ours now. Well, it's all God's, but this is our our church. Okay, so um, we're excited about that. And Assemblies of God means a bunch of autonomous churches that voluntarily decide to cooperate with a larger fellowship. And uh, so we're excited that we are now not a missions church or a district church, but this is our assets. And um, what, what was Kelly just off the top of our head? What was our net worth? As a church, do you remember that number from council? You can't do it. Just ballpark. Never mind. I put you on the spot. I, I just wanted you guys to know that God's blessed us. At our annual business meeting, we're going to have it on March 12th. We'll be we'll be ratifying two new council members. This is the first time we've done this. Okay, so we're going to put two new council members. If you're a member of Church on the Rock, Rock, you have to be a member. If you're a member of Church on the Rock, we are accepting your nominations for these council member positions. Nominations must be provided in writing before February the 9th. And then our nominating committee will review these nominations, selecting two candidates for the council member positions. And nominees must exhibit biblical qualities in the areas of spirituality, character, competency, and marriage and family. But you can fill out a form at our Connection Center, or you can email your nomination in to Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, at C-O-T-R-A-G.org. So in, in essence, what that is, is if you feel like you want somebody to be on the council and you are a member, go to the Connection Center or email me a nomination. And then our committee will do a vetting and, and we'll submit to our current council, will submit two council members back out of everybody that you've nominated. We're going to vet them. We're going to see, we're going to pick out the best one with the chemistry of the board and the areas that we need with our current sit council and then we'll bring two back and you guys that are voting members will ratify those council members on March the 13th oops sorry 12th sorry about that March the 12th so that's kind of how that goes I'm very excited about about that because uh, we were we've went a long time waiting for that moment I feel very sobered the so the service up to this point's been very exciting but that's kind of a sobering thing for me because it's been a long haul getting to this point and it costs something to a lot of people to get this church to this point but mo the one it cost the most was him Jesus so we think about his suffering more than our own suffering and we should just be excited that we get to suffer for the Lord. Amen? Because he suffered the ultimate sacrifice. And we, Man, Lord, I just want to tell you, I love you with all my heart. I love you. I love your people. I'm serious about your work. 
And thank you for your goodness and your kindness and your, your love and your mercy to me and to this church. And Lord, we want to honor you. We don't want to play church. We don't want to just do the re- religious thing today. But Lord, we really want to be a people that is a spiritual family that's called to your purposes and that we are a, a spiritual family united in vision and purpose. And Lord, we just thank you for the unity we have and we thank you for the love that we have for each other. And I pray you'd protect that unity. And you wouldn't let wolves come in and mess up what we've got here. It's something really good. And Lord, I pray that you just preserve the unity of this church and the love that we have for one another. I mean those prayers with all my heart, Lord. You know I do. And uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, uh, if you're here for the first time and you're like, my gosh, they're, all they're doing is talking about projects and, and stuff. Well, I hate to tell you this, but now I'm going to talk about money. Um, I only talk about money once a year. You just happen to pick that time. And, you know, people will say, oh, all the church cares about or wants, all the church cares about or wants is my money. Well, if we can, let's try to answer that together. Who is the church to begin with? Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm the church. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm the church. Now, now, and, and I'm part of that church. I'm part of that church. So somebody asked me, uh, t- turn to me and say, say, say to me, you're the church. Uh, we're all part of the church, right? Now turn to each other and say, is all you care about is money? I know it isn't with me. I, I don't even like talk. I, I, I feel like I, I'm to a point as a pastor, I, I'm doing a disservice if I don't talk about money. Jesus talked about money more than he talked about heaven and hell. Um, I did a, a research this past week. Out of the whole Bible, one out of, it, one out of every ten verses talk about money or possessions. So that was a big topic. And I think the reason it, it was such a big topic is, is because God doesn't want to compete with money. I believe that Jesus' biggest com- competitor for your heart, I believe that God's biggest competitor for your heart and to have all of you, a lot of people have a list on what that means. Well, God doesn't quite have all of me because I haven't given this up. I haven't yet surrendered this. But I believe God's biggest competitor to have your full heart is money and possessions. And the scripture even says in Matthew 6 verse 24, it says, No one can serve two masters. No one can serve two masters. For you'll hate one and you'll love the other. You'll be devoted to one but you'll, dis- you'll despise the other. And then uh, this scripture very clearly says you cannot serve, serve both God and, everybody say money. You, you can't serve that. And if you want to write in your bulletins, if you would pull out your inserts, because I'm going to ask you to participate with us in this sermon today, but your bulletin, on the back of your bulletin is some sermon notes. Everybody grab those. Or you can go on your iPhones or, or your phones and you can go into U version. And what do you do after you get to U version? I forget. Go to events. Huh? 
Go to events, and uh, the sermon notes are in there, and you can type some stuff in. But um, but but we're going to kind of make this interactive during during this time. But uh, so you can't love both God and money. In your notes, if you want to write down First Timothy chapter six, you can go go in and you can read uh, what God says to people with money and the responsibility of what you're supposed to do with your money and how you're supposed to act with your money and how you're supposed to respond with your money. It very clearly says, I command people that are rich to do this. And you know, it, it, every one of us are rich if you think about it. If you think about Americans, we're all have, we all have wealth compared to the whole world. So you can look at that First Timothy chapter 6. But having money is not the problem. The problem is when we put the love of money before God. Amen. I want to talk about three levels of giving today. Three levels of giving today. In our 21-day fast, how many is glad this is our last day of the 21-day fast? Woohoo! Amen. I had somebody tell me they lost 32 pounds in this fast. But, but a lot of people, have, uh, that's just a side benefit that you get to lose some weight. But uh, we, we've been in a 21-day prayer and fasting, and there has been a spiritual awakening. Amen? We're hearing stories all over the place, and it continues to happen. But um, in that, we I challenged you with that sermon series. I challenged you with this. In, in Matthew chapter 6, it says, When you pray... When you fast and when you give. And it talks about all three of those say the word, it doesn't say if you, if you pray, if you fast, or if you give. It says when you pray, when you fast, when you give. How many know that we're supposed to be doing that? It's an action. And then it says that all those are to be done in private, or they're to be done in secret. And then it says he that sees that in secret will reward you in an open way. So some of you that have been praying and fasting, how many have received some rewards from that in an open way? I told Carmen today, I don't want to quit. I don't want to go back. In fact, I'm not. In, in, your, in that book that we gave you, there, it even says if you want to get where you have a lifestyle of fasting. I, I have found something through prayer and fasting that I've never found. I'll tell you what, I am closer to the Lord, more excited about the Lord. I see His Word more fully. I hear His voice more, more clearly. I have a passion that burns inside me greater than I ever have in 28 years of serving the Lord. And guys, it, it, there's something about when you fast. When you pray. But the third thing is when you give. But there are rewards to that. There's three levels of giving. The first principle of giving is the tithe. The first level of giving is the tithe. I never write tithe. I always say the tithe. Because the tithe is God's. It's not even ours to begin with. The tithe belongs to God. The first 10%. If you say, well, what's tithe? Tithe is 10% of your income. If you make $800 a week, $80 is the Lord's. If you make $600 a week, $60 is the Lord's, okay? It's real easy. It's 10% of what you make, and it's not yours. It's not yours, and and I don't want to make giving, um, I don't want to make giving negative, so you can read in Malachi chapter 3 about people that don't give that back to the Lord and how the Lord thinks about that. So you can read that on your own if you want to do that. But I, I'm not going to tell it to you today because I don't want to manipulate and I don't want to um, shame people into wanting to give. I want people to give because they want to give. They, they just want to give. 
So I, I don't want to make it negative today. But the, the, fir- the, the first thing about tithe is the principle of the firstborn. In Exodus 13, 12 and 13, it says, "...that you shall set apart to the Lord all that open the room, that is, every firstborn child." I want to read this in my own Bible. In Exodus, it says, Then you shall set apart to the Lord all that are open to the womb. That is, every firstborn, every firstborn that comes from an animal, male or whatever it is, it shall be the Lord's. But every firstborn of a donkey, King James says ass, but every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb. And if you will not redeem it, then you shall break its neck. And the firstborn among your sons, you shall redeem. So in the principle of first, God gets everything that's first. Of your firstborn males. Of your firstborn clean animals. Every animal that was clean, which, which you can read the Old Testament, tells you these are clean animals, these are unclean animals. But every animal that, clean, that is clean, the very first one that's born... You dedicate it to the Lord. Okay, and then it says with the unclean, and then it names a donkey. It names a donkey. And it says the very firstborn of the donkey, you still have to give that to the Lord, but it's an unclean animal, so you have to give a lamb instead of the place of the donkey. And really, brothers and sisters, if you think about that, that is a depiction of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because all of us are unclean donkeys. And as I, again, as I said, the King James says ass. All of us are unclean asses at times. And my wife said, you're really going to say that? And I said, yeah. Because I want people to get the point. All of us are an ass at some point in a time. We are unclean. But Jesus, the Lamb, redeems us when we are asses so that we can all be given to the Lord as the firstborn. So if you think about it, Jesus was even a tithe from God. God Almighty even showed us tithing. Because Jesus sent, God sent Jesus, who was his firstborn male, and he sent him to this world as a tithe to, to be given back to the Lord. He died on the cross not knowing if anybody would come to the Lord. You know, Romans chapter 5 verse 8 says that God commended His love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, while we were still in the business of being a sinner, Jesus Christ died for us. But God took His firstborn and He put Him on that cross. He gave that tenth. He gave that firstborn child without any knowing if anybody would accept Him. You know, guys, that's the way your tithe is. When you give your tithe to the Lord, your, your financial tithe or, or your first fruits, when you give it to the Lord, you're giving that in faith just like God gave Jesus in faith, not really knowing if anybody would accept Him or not. How many of you have accepted the Lord? How many say that that was a good investment or a good tithe? Look at all the people that saved now. So we see that tithe always multiplies. So you give your firstborn to the Lord. And then you give the very first fruits. The Bible teaches the first fruits of your hands belong to the Lord. In Exodus 23, 19, it says the first, look at this, it says the first of the first fruits of your land. Bring it into the house of the Lord. So we see that the proper place to bring that first 
is into the house of the Lord. And I know, I like the way New King James says it. It says, bring the first of your first. When me and Carmen got up on that, we want to practice God first giving in our living. I want God to be first in everything. He's not going to compete for my wealth and my possessions. He's getting it first. And to me, the minute Carmen and I get our paychecks, the very first thing, we give our first fruits. The first fruits of our hands does not go to the mortgage payment. The first fruits of our hands does not go to the light bill. The first fruits of our hands, it doesn't go to those places. Honor God with bringing the first of your first fruits to the proper place, which is the house of God, so that He can bless you in return. Because it's very biblical. Bring this, bring that. Then there's another scripture that says um, um, in, in uh, Proverbs chapter 3, in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 and 10, it says this, Honor the Lord. I don't think there's anybody in here, you wouldn't be here today if you didn't want to honor the Lord. How many of you want to honor the Lord? Why would you even be here? Honor the Lord. You know, everybody's always about next steps. I believe this message today is the next step for, for many of you. Honor the Lord with your what? With your possessions. With your possessions. And with the first fruits. You see it again. Are you guys with me on this board up here? Okay. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with your first fruits of all your increase. Did anybody increase in the last two weeks? Did anybody increase? Did anybody get a paycheck? Did anybody get a paycheck? Did anybody increase? The Word says, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of your increase. Why? So that your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow. Will overflow. You know, I did an interesting study. In the body of Christ last year, they, predict, they, they think that, that, that Christians, this is just Christianity, they think that Christianity earned $5.2 trillion. Okay, well the total amount of giving, of all kinds of giving into the church last year was $92 billion. So that means that 1.7% of people that call themselves Christians in the whole sector of things. 1.7% is what came in with tithe. Even what we showed you today, seriously, seriously, what we showed you today on the board, we wouldn't even have to talk about extravagant gift or offering if every single person paid their tithe. If every single person brought the first fruits of their increase to the Lord and brought their 10% to the house of the Lord... There'd be plenty to do everything. My gosh, you guys think church has a lot going on now. It would be, it would be church on the rock on steroids. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, it takes money to do stuff, guys. Um, but any of you that know me, tell people if they're visitors today, if you think Pastor Brian, all he cares about is money, you catch him and say, he doesn't. Because I don't. I, I don't. But yet, I do think... I have to teach on this. Okay, the second level of giving is the offering. And the, is the offering. Turn to Exodus chapter 35. Exodus chapter 35. Um, and in that scripture, in Exodus chapter 35, it says this. Then Moses said to the whole community. Everybody say whole community. 
the whole community. It's not equal sacrifice, but it's equal giving. The whole community. This is what the Lord has commanded. Take a sacred offering for the Lord. Let those with a generous heart present the following to the Lord. So people with a generous heart, this is above the tithe. So people give 10% tithe, but then the Lord came to them and presented a project like we presented Heart for the House. Moses came up and said, hey, I want to present a project to you that's above your tithe. And I'm asking you people that are generous of heart, I'm at, I'm going to do, I'm do, we're doing the same thing Moses did. Hey, whole community, all you that are generous in heart, look at what we feel God's put us in our heart to do. Moses was building a tabernacle. Look at what God's put in our heart to do. You that are generous. Uh, uh, and then it says, bring your gold, silver, and bronze as an act of worship. So you see their possessions. And then look down here at verse 10. It says, come all of you who are, look at this, come all of you who are gifted craftsmen, construct everything that the Lord has commanded. Now I want to stop for a second on that. I wrote this out in the last few days. There's different ways you can give. To me, I call it the tithe. It's not ours. So in your deal, if you aren't tithing, your first step today, if you're not a tither, is to find this faith promise. And I wouldn't even worry about offering an extravagant gift. Make your first faith promise that I'm just going to start tithing. Okay? But then the next level of giving is the offering. Now, with the offering, he he asked the whole community, but then he said, I want to talk to the gifted contractors, the people that are gifted to do things. So you can give, like some people that's been given around here, I told them, I said, if you guys want to give financially in the service on Sunday, go ahead and do it, but don't feel like you have to. See, that shows you I don't care. There's so many people that, that, that there's so many people that are off work. You know what you see right here? Let's just go through this a little bit. All this stage was busted out by Rick and Louise and and Jeff and and Rick's son Steve that doesn't even come to this church comes about every day. Every day they get here and they tore out stuff. They hauled it out. Then we came in and some guys put up studs. And then we put sheetrock on. Just think about the money that it took to tear it out. Okay? But then the sheetrock was hung. Well, as far as I know, there's nobody in the church that can mud and tape. I can mud and tape. So I mud and taped. I hung the sheetrock with the guys. I mud and taped them. Both sides. There's stairs in the back it's, and all that. I would say, I would say that would be about a $2,000 job. So really, myself, a couple other guys, we just gave two grand to the church because we didn't hire that out. Are you trying to get glory? Not at all. Okay? Then the trim. I mean, you got people coming in here, Ray and Bill and Mr. Greist, and people, people's just coming in like crazy. Then we came in, some guys painted. I, 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 I don't know what painting cost, but it had been several hundred dollars to have that painted. Probably more than that, some of them saying. All right. 
Something's happening at Church on the Rock that I've only seen a couple of times in 28 years. Listen to me on this. There is something special that God has put His touch on this church. And I want to give you a warning. I, I, I warn you. If you speak against this church, you better look out. God will lop you upside the head with a two-by-four. Because it's something holy. And you better take inventory of your words. Because the Bible says that man will give an account for every word that comes out of his mouth. So the first thing when there's a holy work, when something's holy, you better not touch it. When they carried in the Ark of the Covenant, they had to put it on poles. Because if they touched it, they died. Brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, I am not hyping this. I'm not manipulating it. I'm telling you, there is a touch on our church right now that I've only seen on a couple of occasions. And they were short. I saw it in Wyoming for one year, this kind of a touch. I saw it in the birthing of Church on the Rock. I saw it in a short time. And then it kind of squeezed out to where there was nothing. It was was nothing. But it's opened back up and God's touch is on this church. I'm telling you, His touch is on this church. Here's an example. The plumbing was going to cost 15 grand. We went down there and the council said, just do it. Let's put our foot in the water. How many know when you're waiting on the Lord, that doesn't just mean wait and twiddle your thumbs. It means you're waiting with expectation. You're looking to see, what are you going to do today, God? I'm excited. All right? And, And you go, listen to this, you guys. First of all, we just didn't feel right about saying yes to bids. But we just kept, put, kept putting one foot in front of the other. The other day, a person brings in a machine that doesn't even go to this church and says, use this machine to cut the cement. I didn't think what it cost. Well, I know what it cost. It was like $3,000 to cut the cement and carry it out. We cut the cement, and Rick... He's back there. See that guy in the back there in the red shirt? He's with Tim. The guy in the red shirt, that's Rick. Rick, myself, Ray, and his son Steve. Those guys cut it, and we hit it out with hammers. Not one penny. So Rick and those four just gave $3,200 to the church. Are you all with me? Plumber wanted eleven to thirteen thousand. How many know that when you're walking with God, that we walk in favor and blessing? Do y'all believe that? When you go to get a job, do you go at it like this? Well, I don't really know if I'm going to get the job. If, if the Lord wills, it might happen. And you're timid, you're not believing, or are you like, when I walk in that door, I walk in with God on my side. And I walk in with spiritual blessing. Do I need to get rid of this thing, Jeff? I walk in with spiritual blessing. And I help me with the microphone. I walk in with spiritual blessing. I walk in with favor of the Lord. And I'm going to secure. And I'm going to get. I'm going to secure. Where's the handheld mic? 
I'm going to secure and I'm going to get that job. Are you all with me? Listen. Listen. When that plumber came in, we met him at the door. And before I walked down the thing, is it here? Before I walked down the, the, the stairways, I said, Lord, I thank you that I walk with favor. Listen. I thank you that I walk with favor and spiritual blessing and this plumber is going to do something amazing. Y'all believe in that? Y'all believe in that? I do. We went down there and guys, here's the next thing. You never love people for what they can do for you and manipulate them. I tell our staff, it's, I don't care what people are doing. When people come in the building, stop what you're doing because people are more important than anything. So the first thing I do is I look for an opportunity how I can minister to the plumber. I don't look for an opportunity how he can give to us. Get your, get your priorities straight. How can I be a blessing? How can I do something to help this plumber? And the Lord gave me something to do. And then when we was talking to him and stuff, guys, long story short, he's a Christian. We've got to pray on several occasions. He sent a bill in for 5500 And it was, should have been like $13,900. doesn't even go to our church. But you know what I do when that happens? I grab his hands and I told him, I said, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to stand in front of the church and do it. Businesses that give to church on the rock. Right now, grab the hand of your neighbor. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray that that plumber that gave... Because the Bible says you take care of God's house, he'll take care of yours. You take care of God's business, he'll take care of your business. Father, right now, that plumber, I pray that he will get phone calls this week. I pray he will get bid after bid after bid after bid. I pray he will have to hire new people. I pray that trucks will come to him. Lord, I pray that as he sowed into this house, that we know that you're pouring back into him in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that every business at Church on the Rock that decide to give their tithe to Church on the Rock, we do what Malachi chapter 3 says. We call out to God of heaven's army and we say God of heaven's army will you please rebuke the devourer will you put fruit on the vines will you put cattle in the stall Lord I pray that every tithing business I pray that every business in church on the rock who says I'm going to put God's house first I pray that they will receive back pressed down shaken together running over that the vision shall happen in everything that they do I pray that every attack of the enemy every attack I pray that businesses that come to me and say, man, I had a week from hell this week. Lord, I pray now that Satan be beaten, that every attack and every weapon formed against those businesses does not prosper in Jesus' name. We break the arrow of the enemy over our knee, and we command the blessing into each and every business. Lord, if there's a tither in this house, if people's been tithing, God, you said you'd put back in us, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Lord, I pray for increase to tithers. I pray for increase in their job. I pray for increase in the budgeting. I pray for increase in Jesus' name. That's why you need to pray over your... When you get, I pray the Lord's Prayer every day. When you get to give us this day our daily bread. Pray for that spiritual bread first. 
But then if you're a tither, you go to Malachi and say, I pray God of heaven's armies do this. Claim the promises of God. Believe the promises of God. They're real. But I'm telling you, we are in a season like I've never seen before. The guy that gave us the machine to cut the concrete. I don't even know if he's a believer. I'm down there mudding and taping. And um, he says, hey, I'll give you every piece of equipment I've got free. And I'll give you a guy that needs to do some community service. Um, you can use him. He's a really good concrete guy. All right? Then he said this. You got any concrete work? When you get ready for that, I'll give you a bid which will blow your mind. I'm seeing a pavilion that needs some concrete. I'm seeing a basketball court that needs a concrete. I'm seeing a prayer thing that needs a concrete. I'm telling you guys, God is in this. He, he's in this. I, I don't care if, if you don't like what I'm saying today. God is in this. God wants to talk about finances and possessions at least once a year. And uh, if I think a pastor that doesn't preach on it doesn't love his flock. Because you need to tell people these things. All right? Um, I wanted to hit just a minute on the gifted craftsman. Because what happens sometimes when we, we do this, everybody's like, at church, like, how can I help? Sign me up on times like this. And guys, to be honest with you, I don't have time to take everybody's phone call and to ramrod everything. Is Ray here today? Ray, come here. Jeff, come here. Ray, come here, and Jeff, come here. Ray, come on. Put that shy guy away. Put the shy guy away. All right. We got a bunch of stuff we're doing upstairs. Listen. Listen to this, guys. Here, just park your carcasses right here for a minute. You guys are good-looking fellers. Yeah. Just get these guys in your mind. Hey, listen. Listen to this. I, I, I'm not teasing. This will help where I don't have to hurt people's feelings. It says gifted. Gifted. Gifted craftsmen. I remember when we was building this church. I said, does anybody know how to run a bulldozer and a, ba and a, and a track hoe? Sign up. We're going to go get a track hoe and a bulldozer, and we're going to do it in-house. We had eight people sign up. There's a difference between knowing how to turn on the machine and operate machine. machine. There aren't any operators but one. There's a difference. There's a difference. Just because you did a... Patched a hole on sheetrock one time ten years ago. You're not ready to mud. You're, you're in the way. And, and we, we hate sanding. Okay? So we're looking for gifted. Gifted. If you're gifted in, 
in, in, in IT stuff. Talk to Braden. We need help in IT stuff bad. But if you're not gifted, don't talk to him. It just puts us in an awkward position. We got to tell you, you, you don't cut it. I mean, have you ever heard people that sign, I'm gifted to sing, and you're like, woo, baby. All right? And then we are the bad guys because we say, you ain't singing on the front. <laughs> well, we're making a joyful noise. Do it in your seat. Okay. All right. All right. We need some gifted. Uh, we need to, we're going to open up these, we're going to be building racks for storage behind these rooms. We're going to open up these closets and make coat rooms and all kinds of stuff. We need some gifted craftsmen. If you are liking that, that you can build shelves and stuff, talk to Jeff. Not, I turned a saw on one time. You can measure, you can cut, you can put it up. Hey, that rhymes. All right, talk to Jeff. Downstairs on the project Ray's doing with the kitchen. Talk to Ray. Don't, don't, 50 people come up to me and say, Pastor Brian today. Go to these two guys because I don't have time to, to do it, to, to make it all come together. Talk to these two guys. Ray, you got a plan for that downstairs, right, buddy? Huh? Is there anybody outside the plan besides me? <laughs> please, please. All right, you guys can go. God bless you. But you think of the, hey, guys, seriously, on offering, it is financials, but also, I think, oh, Mick, Mick, stand up. Stand up, Mick. Jerry wasn't here, but I don't mean that bad. She's here, but she ain't here. <laughs> Mick, this guy's scrubbing with a toothbrush. Your carpets today. Who has a business that does that? Hey, what would you have charged for that job? Five hundred bucks, a thousand, whatever it was. We didn't get a ticket. God bless you. I pray that. Business comes to you. Press down, shaking the other, running over. Running over, Mick. There's so many things that can be done. And then the last, um, I, I did a couple of uh, math things. If I can find it. I hope I wrote that down. Doggone, I don't think I wrote it down. Somebody grab your calculator out. Somebody grab your calculator. Somebody got a calculator? Say amen. Help me out with something. I just trust God wanted it this way. Help me out with this. There are approximately 260 adults in the room. Somebody take 260. Now go times 20 bucks. If everybody gave 20 bucks a week. Okay, $5,200 a week. Take it times 52 weeks. 270000 dollars with just everybody putting $20 in each week. Offering. What was the budget of the three hundred? Three hundred thousand? We could do it in less than a year. 
That's just with people doing a 20. Think about that. Um, I went to a conference said that giving units can usually give 40. Do it with 40. Let's, let's even make it lower because some of these, let's, let's take uh, 200 people. If 200 people would give 40 a week, what is that? Above the tithe. Now take 8,000 times 52. We just did what you guys just saw. You wouldn't sit and watch a miracle. You would make a miracle happen. All right? You all with me? Gary, this is easy. It's easy. When Gary was on the committee, he was like, this is easy for Church on the Rock. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is extravagant gift. I felt the Lord tell me this. I felt God say, challenge people to sell stuff. In Acts chapter 4, they sold things. They sold properties, motorcycles, stuff that you sell it. Sell something. Bring an extravagant gift to the Lord. Now, let me ask you something. You that God has blessed, you that have been given much, Scripture talks about you. You guys that are kind of, things went good for you in life. We're asking that you guys could do the extravagant gifts first. Because what that does is it helps keep our project going. While the offering people, I'm going to be an offering people because I don't got 2K sitting in a bank somewhere. I'm going to be the offering guy. I'm still going to sheetrock and mud, but I'm also going to give an offering, financial offering. You guys that can give 10000 and it's nothing, or 50000 or 20000 and it's nothing. If you guys would give that, it can keep the projects going. We can knock the kitchen out, then we can go call that cement guy that wants to give us a good deal, and we can start pouring some cement this spring. Are you all with me? So if we can get the extravagant givers that can do those one-time big ones to kind of help get things going. All right? We're all still having fun. You know, most of your faces are happy. No, everybody's, I don't see any sad faces. Everybody grab this card. Everybody grab this card. I felt the Lord say, let's do it together. Everybody grab one of these. And there's pencils in front of you. If you don't have a pencil. The word says, weekly faith promise. The word says, weekly faith promise or monthly faith promise. Before you fill anything out, here's what I want you to do. If you currently do not pay tithe, you don't do your tithe, make that your faith promise. Figure what you make a week and put it on the week. I'm going to start giving, say you make 400 bucks a week. I'm going to put $40. Make that. Don't give an offering. Don't do an extravagant gift. Just start with the tithe. Mark that and say what your tithe will be a week. Because I want to add it all up and come back and show us next week what we're, what God did in everybody. Okay, the next one. If you're already a tither, if you're already a tither, take the card and pray about an amount that you want to give as an offering, either weekly or monthly. I want to give X amount as an offering. And remember, if everybody gave 20 bucks... But again, above your tithe, 
If you'd write that in, then we can do those figures. And then some of you rich guys, <laughs> some of you rich fellers that God has really blessed, you know, if you think you're rich, I felt the Lord tell me this this week, if you think you're rich because of what your hands have done, there's a lot of scripture on that. And if you think you got wealthy because of yourself, let's take air away and see how long we make it. God gives us everything. Amen? So the extravagant gift, you people that want to give a one time, again, that will keep us moving through the kitchen. We want to blow the kitchen out in the next month and a half. You know what our goal is? Is to do a Easter morning pancakes and stuff for people that want to get up early and come out and then we'll come back to church a little later. Something like that. Right? And then, uh, and then we'll add this stuff up. And here's the other thing I want to do so nobody feels out of place. Because we're going to bring some of those, um, Karen, we're going to bring up some of those plastic things and put up here. The ushers are going to let you out. We'll have an usher here, and we'll let out one row at a time, starting in the middle where you go out, you make a circle, and then you go set back down. We're going to do that with some music. That way, nobody's, I don't like it when they say, okay, everybody bring it to the front, because if you don't feel like you're supposed to do anything, it looks like you don't love God because you're the only one setting. I don't want anybody to feel that way. So, ushers are going to start on the side and let them go one at a time. We'll go out of your row, put it in, then come back in. If the musicians would come forward, Father, in the name of Jesus, we stand humbled. I felt the Lord say this week, Brian, don't snub me. I said, Lord, how could I snub you? He said, you're snubbing me if you don't realize with reverential awe all I'm doing for this church. I'm blessing Church on the Rock. Don't, don't just blow that off. Don't just say, oh, thanks, by the way. Thanks. Okay? Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that a heart of generosity would come upon the people. As your word says that you put it in their heart, that you moved and caused men's heart to be hungry, to want to help with things. Lord, uh, we thank you for your blessing and your hand that's on our church. We thank you for the fruit. To me, the biggest fruit is people giving their hearts to the Lord, being water baptized. Lord, we thank you for fruit in the house. Lord, we thank you that your hand is, that your spirit comes when we sing and wraps around us like a winter coat. Lord, as people are praying about the amounts they want to give, I pray that you would uh, put a specific number in their head of what you're calling them to do. Lord, people that are never tithed, I pray that they would say, I'm going to trust God and start tithing. You know, we, I even have what I call tithing challenge. Tithe for a quarter 
And if you don't see the blessings of God, we'll give your money back to you. Tithe for quarter. And if you don't see a difference in your what's going on in your life, come tell me that I tithe and it didn't do nothing. We'll write you a check back. Because it will. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I pray that you'd put a specific number of the offering. Lord, I pray that you'd put things on people's mind that they can sell. And as Acts 4 says, they can come and lay it at the feet of your ministers so they could get the work done. We hope this message connected with you. To get more information about Church on the Rock, check out our website at www.cotrag.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Have a blessed day.